Live from the SoCap Comedy Theater in beautiful downtown Toronto, it's End the Scotch Eggs Comedy Game Showdown. Please welcome your host, Dan Donnelly. Hello, 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 and welcome everyone to Comedy Game Showdown. I will be your host, Dan Donnelly. The title of the show today is Musicology, and believe it or not, I am actually a real-life certified musicologist. This is some proof if you can read Latin. Uh, if you can't read Latin, then you'll just have to believe me. What, what actually is a musicologist, you might ask, as well as my parents? Well... At least in my case, it means I spent the better part of eight years intensely studying music that no one has ever heard or cared about for hundreds of years <laughs> in order to write articles about it that no one will ever read in the hope of one day getting a job that I didn't get so that I could keep doing that for 40 years until I die, bitter and broken, leaving behind nothing but a ratty tweed jacket and a pile of unmarked papers. But... I'm happy to say I've given up on my dream of finding full-time employment in academia for the dream of making it big in Canadian show business. <laughs> Which is somehow both more humane and more attainable. I mean, if I'm gonna do years of unpaid labor on the off chance that somebody notices and eventually rewards me for it, I would rather do it in a way where I get paid directly and drink tickets just so that we can skip the middleman. <laughs> That said, I did actually spend years teaching a 300-student music appreciation course in a giant lecture theater every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 a.m. So lucky for you guys, tonight is going to be exactly like that, except for more of you showed up tonight. You're currently listening to what I have to say, and most of you have probably had a bit less to drink at 9.30 on a Monday, so you have that in your favor. All right, open your books. It's time to get the show started. But first... A word from our sponsor, Medieval Music. <laughs> Have you ever listened to Bardcore and thought, this could use a lot more bard and a lot less core? <laughs> then Medieval Music might be for you. Come for the beautiful but confusing notation and stay for the extremely <laughs> tasteful, elegant, classy, 100% normal, and totally chased illuminations. Medieval music. You may as well do something while you're waiting to die of the plague. All right, guys, are you ready to get your show started for real? All right, we are gonna bring up your two teams of contestants. First up, we have the Super Freaks. Please welcome Sarah Ashby. Tara Henderson. <laughs> and Sebastian Chow. And up against the Super Freaks, we have their mortal enemies, the Lonely Hearts Club. Please welcome Precious Chong, Sean Walton, and Darcia Armstrong. Alright guys, we're going to take just a couple of seconds to get set up and then we will get started. Alright, are you guys ready? Yeah. Yes. Are you guys ready? Alright, we are going to get started tonight with a pop quiz. The category is classical music, 
The question is, the oldest complete song with surviving musical notation is approximately 2,000 years old and comes from ancient Greece. What was it about? Sean. It's probably just the original painted black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see a red door and behind it, no points. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Sebastian. Uh, if it's anything like any other song ever, uh, it's about getting pussy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is ancient Greece, so. <laughs> Sarah. Uh, more like getting bussy. That's it. That's it. It's amazing how the classics still speak to us today, I think. Precious. Anal. Anal. That's right. That is indeed what getting bussy means. <laughs> I just got that. Yeah. Well, I hope you had a chance to clean yourself up. So, Sebastian. Uh, olive oil, yogurt, and the national debt. Yeah. Uh, so go we all sometime soon, probably. Sarah. Uh, this is the song that gets on everybody's nerves. No. <laughs> This is why the Roman Empire fell. Oh, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, so the actual answer is that it's the tragic tale of a Greek farmer who lost his dog, his wife, and his ox cart. So get in bussy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, actually, no, it is, about, uh, it is about the transience of life. It's a funeral inscription. I will... Uh, you don't want me to sing it for you, do you? Yeah. 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 Which means, uh, while you live, shine. Have no grief at all. Life exists only for a short while, and time demands his due. There you go. Wow. This is a comedy show. <laughs> The next line is about bussy. The next line, the next line is in fact about bu bussy. Uh, the transience of life, it only lasts until they're, whatever, 16. I don't know, that's how the Greeks did it. Uh, let's move on to the next question. The category is thirst trap. According to Khalees, what brings all the boys to the yard? Precious. Wop. <laughs> Sorry, that's the wrong song again. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I'll still give you some points for WAP. Yes, Darcia. She's the only one on the block with a pool. Oh. Somehow that's not a WAP reference. Or is it? <laughs> or is it? <laughs> oh. Sean. Uh, white cloth, but no one will admit it. No, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Tara. Uh, why do the women always have to be in charge of drinks? I <laughs> uh, can't like the guys bring food and drinks for once to a party. That's what I want to know. I don't think you want the boys bringing their milkshakes to the yard. I don't. That's a whole different. That's a whole different party. Sarah. Her Gundam figure collection. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, two hundred points. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the actual answer is, of course, her milkshake. Her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and I just realized now, I already said that. <laughs> all right, moving on to the next question. This is a live recording. <laughs> Sing that song again. Just kidding. <laughs> if you don't think I'm going to overdub that with a better take, you're right. Really, music is 
The next question in the category is trigger warning. The legendary rock band Guns N' Roses is known for doing what at their live concerts? Darcia. Thinking they're still hot enough to charge that much for t-shirts. <laughs> How much do they charge for t-shirts? I don't know. I don't know? Okay. Too much. That's too much. That's almost certainly true. Yes. Sebastian. They're known for being senior citizens. Yeah. Probably why they're not hot enough to, well, wear those t-shirts or charge that much for those t-shirts. <laughs> Sarah. For biting stuff. Like Ozzy did with the bat, but instead of a bat, it's just a Big Mac and Axl Rose going to town. <laughs> yes, Tara. Um, I can tell that none of these people have actually been to one because what they really do is they perform two hours of beat poetry. <laughs> <laughs> I would go to that, actually. <laughs> And then they cover that Greek song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sarah. It's, it's just two hours of Axl Rose's bandana slowly covering his eyes <laughs> before he's like a bird and falls asleep because he thinks it's nighttime. <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. Thank you very much, guys. That was good. Uh, so the actual, actual answer is that uh, they don't show up. They cancel their shows a lot. Is what uh, Guns N' Roses do. Uh, you know, certain things happen with age, we can't control them. All right, moving on to the next question. The category is My Country, Tis of Thee. According to a popular quote by songwriter Harlan Howard, all you need to write a country song is three chords and what? Precious. No chill. Yeah. <laughs> Sebastian. A white sheet with two holes poked out? <laughs> Wait, what's the second hole for? It's for pooping. Oh. You're wrong. It's for gum disease. <laughs> Tara. Uh, call me dumb, but I think you might need an instrument. An instrument? Yeah. Like, not just the chords. Not just the chords? Okay, you hate that. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> uh, all, all you need is three chords and an ex-wife named Sheila. <laughs> I didn't know it was Australian country music. <laughs> and Precious. a drinking problem. And a drinking problem. Still Australian country music. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, so the correct answer is uh, three chords and an equal number of teeth. Uh, <laughs> but actually, meth. Yeah, what country singer has that? <laughs> no, uh, three chords and the truth. Three chords and the truth. All right, moving on to the next question. The category is, if it ain't got that twang... Question is, speaking of country music, where did it come from? Sean. The Depths of Hell? <laughs> yeah. Or Nashville, one of those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how do you think they get Nashville chicken so hot, right? Sebastian. Uh, it comes from the devil, that time he went to Georgia. Yeah, he gets around down there, I guess. Precious. Uh, the same place that trucker hats, beer, and misogyny came from? Oh, Urban Outfitters. That's, that's cool. Yeah, Sebastian. I, I think he came from a Trump rally. <laughs> yeah, that's more than likely. All right, guys, anybody else? Tara? Uh, Timmins, Ontario. Schneid's <laughs> way. <laughs> Sarah? The loneliest cowboy. Aww, I would feel bad for him, except for the, except for the sheet. All right. Uh, <laughs> so the real answer is that they uh, rebranded country music from folk music during the Cold War to distinguish from those dirty pinko hippies <laughs> who were singing, who were singing the folk music. 
All right, moving on to the next question. The category is Shake, Rattle, and Roll. Elvis Presley rose to fame in part due to his scandalous, for the 50s anyway, dance moves. What was the first big move of his career? Precious. Cultural appropriation. <laughs> yes. 200 points, 400 points, one for every year of suffering. <laughs> Darcia. Running from Big Mama Thornton. <laughs> yeah. Sarah. That one where you put your hand behind your head and you grab your leg and you just bounce around a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's how later Elvis got into his jumpsuits, actually. <laughs> this is a little known fact. Sebastian. Uh, that dance move where you marry a 13-year-old child? Yeah. A lot of musicians like that one. It's a very athletic It's a very athletic dance. All right. Uh, anyone else? No. Oh, yes, yeah, Sarah. Uh, bussy poppin'. <laughs> I didn't know that Elvis had a classical education. That's nice. That's nice. All right. Uh, so the real answer is the hip shake from Hound Dog. Uh, the last big move of his career was, of course, his bowels. All right. Oh. <laughs> 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 Moving on to the next question. Uh, the... Category is Nihon Kotoba. The English word karaoke comes from originally Japanese, karaoke, which uh, literally means what? Precious. Uh, it means drunk white girl singing Lizzo. Yes! I was surprised when I found that in the dictionary. <laughs> yes, Darcia. It means social gathering in which only one person can have fun at a time. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. 250 points. Sean. My girlfriend makes me sing the Cheryl Crow part of Picture, and it makes me sad. <laughs> there is, in fact, a Japanese word for that. <laughs> it is nyobotenka. <laughs> so uh, if you ever need to like describe your living situation, living, through the, uh, living your life through that slow hell, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, you can use that uh, once you learn Japanese. Yeah, <laughs> Sarah. Um, it's, it really means that Dan gets to speak Japanese on another one of these shows. Yes. Yes, it does. There's always one in every episode. There's always one. Yes. Uh, Sebastian. Uh, when your singing is so bad that your feudal lord makes you kill yourself with a sword. <laughs> I'll take the hint. I'm not going to sing in the monologue of any more shows. Yes, Sarah. It translates to, this one goes out to you, Johnny. I never really loved you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, so the correct answer is actually 50-year-old construction worker who can do a perfect rendition of Aretha Franklin's Natural Woman. <laughs> but also it means empty orchestra. Uh, OK is from uh, orchestra from English. And then kara uh, means empty. There you go. Thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Moving on. No, that's it for the pop quiz. So give your contestants a hand. Give your contestants a hand. We're going to move on to the next segment of our show, which is called Meet Your Contestants. Are you guys excited to meet these lovely people before you? Yeah. All right. All right. First up, we have the super freaks. Sarah Ashby is the wannabe lead emo singer of your dreams. Sarah. If you could ask your dad one question, what would it be? 
Um, it would probably be, where are you? (laughs) (laughs) Or, am I more than you bargained for yet? (laughs) (laughs) One of the two. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. It made me want to put on eye makeup. It was so good. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. Give Sarah a hand, everybody. All right. Up next, Tara Henderson is not your mother's mother. She is a rockin' mom who's addicted to watching Brett Michaels' Rock of Love and lives life in the key of B, A, and D, which ironically is a dad joke. Uh, Tara, who are you wearing tonight? Um, so since you put me in the super freaks, I decided to dress the part. So I'm wearing a handwoven fabric made from collected hairs from all my ex-boyfriends' buttholes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> no, it's true. Like it's a quality of life issue. They're like sheep. You have to shear them every year. And if you don't make use of the material, then what's the point, right? Look, we're all for bussy talk until it's practical. <laughs> I'm just saying, I have a couple of really nice blankets at home. That's, they're so soft. They're so soft. What do you think the shepherd's cane is for? <laughs> All right. Thank you. Everybody give Tara a hand. And last up with the Super Freaks, we have Ross Hammond. Sorry, we have Sebastian Chow. That is a callback to an episode that n- no one here but Sebastian was on. Including the audience, but trust me, it's very funny. Uh, go back and listen to our previous episodes on andascotchegg.com. Um, Sebastian Chow recently started looking for a day job, so the, his artistic dream has died. Sebastian can be found dancing on its grave whenever one of his friends offers him a spot on a show out of pity, and instead of taking it, he just goes to bed early. <laughs> Sebastian, do you still dream at night? No. I lay down in bed, I close my eyes, and then it's just blackness. (laughs) Nice. Uh, No, that's good. That's uh, good preparation for death. You're going to be really prepared when it happens. Thanks. Later tonight. Okay. (laughs) Everyone give Sebastian a hand. (laughs) Up against the super freaks, we have their mortal enemies, the Lonely Hearts Club. First up in the Lonely Hearts Club. (laughs) You can cheer. You can have friendly competition. First up is Precious Chung. Precious Chung likes to get high with her Ukrainian boyfriend and watch Taylor Swift videos. Precious, what is the name? Blank Space. That's the song we listen to. Blank Space. Nice. Precious, what is the name of your son's band? Uh, the Consensual Penetrators. Oh, that's very nice. You raised him right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everyone give Precious a hand. And her son, as, um, as long as there's consent involved. <laughs> Which apparently there isn't. Okay, no claps, no claps for consent. No, no. The, his, his real band name is Chasing Squirrels. He changed the name. So uh, look him up on Instagram. Have, do the squirrels consent to that? I don't... <laughs> are they... Yeah. They do. Yeah, okay. Enthusiastically? Yes. Are squirrels ever not enthusiastic? <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on... Uh, next up in the Lonely Hearts Club, we have Sean Walton, who is who is the founder of the Daddy Cake Stripping Service, 
and prides himself on having a great dad bod without the trouble of having any kids. <laughs> Sean, do you miss living in basements? Uh, the people upstairs keep having consensual penetration. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's loud all the time. Oh. I guess that's how you know it's consensual. You can hear what they're saying. Uh, that was... That was funnier when I thought of it. All right. <laughs> it's a free show. Everyone give, everyone give Sean a hand. And last up in the Lonely Hearts Club, we have Darcia Armstrong. Who is allergic to eggs and a lot of other stuff. That's it. That's my bio. All right. <laughs> Darcia, what is the dumbest question you've been asked in an interview? True story, I was in a real interview, and I was asked if I was an animal, what kind of animal would I be? And what kind of animal would you be? I told them a poisonous frog. (laughs) I was taken aback. I didn't know what to say. And I said poisonous frog, and they asked me why. And I said, because I'm pretty to look at, but don't fucking touch me. And then I left the interview. It was a fucked up question, right? Very good. Yeah. 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 Congratulations. Everybody give. One more job I did not get. Can you believe they hired her? I did not. Believe it or not, they did not hire me. So if anyone needs a marketing exec, right over here. All right. Uh, Darcia will be handing her cards out at the end of the show. As will I. All right. All right, that's it for meeting your contestants. Why don't you give everybody a hand? We're going to move on to the next section of our game, which is called What the Hell is This? In What the Hell is This, I show our panelists a series of weird and wonderful images and ask them the eternal question, what the hell is this? All right, are you guys ready for your first weird and wonderful image? Panelists, I ask you, what the hell is this? (laughs) Uh, That's Munford and Sons. Darcia. That is a visual image of auto-tune. Yeah. Uh, when the hookup says there'll be no strings attached. <laughs> Very good. Very good. He it. He it. <laughs> Sarah. Uh, guns and roses <laughs> without the guns and just guitar. <laughs> No, I got stoned before. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little mesmerizing, isn't it? I yeah. feel like this is like a guy on a first date who like knows three chords and then he pulls out this yeah. to play for you and you're like, no. What no. three chords do you know? <laughs> three chords in the truth, at least, we hope. <laughs> Precious. I don't have a good answer, but it makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian. This is the original instrument used to play Wonderwall. <laughs> uh, this is what John Mayer masturbates to. <laughs> Sean. This belongs to the guy that comes camping and only knows the first lyric for every song. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this is uh, called the Picasso guitar because it does, in fact, look a little bit like a Cubist Picasso painting. And it was commissioned by uh, jazz guitarist Pat Metheny 
from uh, Luthier Linda Manser. And so it has, uh, as you can see, several necks and sets of strings, and he can do lots of uh, interesting things with it. Uh, if you've never seen him play it, I do highly recommend looking it up on YouTube because it's uh, very cool. All right, moving on to the next image. Are you ready? Panelists, what the hell is this? <laughs> Sebastian. Uh, this is the invention of the uh, first automatic blowjob machine. <laughs> it really works. <laughs> you know, early pipe organs had to be operated by two choir boys. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, this is the guy that they make play Monster Mash on the radio every year. It's not a recording. They make him play it every time. Very good. Sebastian. This is Guns N' Roses. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Uh, so this is Lon Chaney as the Phantom of the Opera in the 1925 film. There was indeed, there were indeed several films before the uh, musical came out and a book, believe it or not. So here he is, uh, the Phantom, <laughs> keeling over at the organ. Apparently, I just want to know: Do you think that hat goes with that outfit? <laughs> It doesn't seem to match the whole grotesque gothic monster aesthetic. All right. That's my only... Maybe it fits it perfectly. <laughs> maybe it does. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was like going from day to night. You know what I mean? Like office and then monster night. Yeah. Well, it seems like he's going to be a private detective, right? And like it's just already blacker than noir. I don't know how... How that works out. So, yeah. Dan, you think the problem with this photo is the hat? Yeah. Yeah. It seems ahistorical to me, even though it was made at the time. I don't know. Is this the only other known musicologist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just won't fucking retire. It's, it's the worst. Yeah. He's waiting for that tenure. All right. So, however, if you are feeling a little bit sapped of energy and you can't maintain proper posture at the keyboard, I would like you guys all to know that there is an invention for that. <laughs> This is a bed piano invented in England in 1935. Uh, supposedly for people who are uh, bedridden, but also, you know, if you just don't want to get up. I think that's a perfectly reasonable solution. I need, I need that for when I play The Sims in bed. Yeah. Are you sure that this isn't the portable automatic blowjob machine? <laughs> it is a better environment for it than in a church, actually. <laughs> It so isn't. You. Yeah, it's, it isn't. It's the one made for women. Ah. <laughs> that's more, why there's all that more machinery complicated. underneath. Yeah. <laughs> it's dainty. <laughs> that is 100% a picture of Guns N' Roses in concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. We're going to move on to the next image. Panelists, what the hell is this? <laughs> I mean, that's the most recent updated pride flag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a combination. It gum disease. Oh. Sorry. This is a combination of all of the wiggles. Yeah. <laughs> Precious. It's me trying to impress my son's girlfriend. Aww. That is a snitch. <laughs> oh, somebody knows. <laughs> That is uh, one of my ex-boyfriends who just friended me on Facebook to borrow money. Uh, 
I don't know who it is, but he must really like math. <laughs> That's a guy who will slide into your Instagram DMs talking in Toronto mans. <laughs> Precious. He really likes hummus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this is the rapper 6-9, which you can't hear it, but there is a 6 and a 9 in that. Uh, formerly uh, Takeshi 6 9 an American rapper, uh, which I just said. His music's been uh, <laughs> marked by an aggressive style of rapping, while his controversial public persona is characterized by his distinctive rainbow-colored hair, extensive tattoos, legal issues, <clears throat> which were alluded to, and uh, highly publicized celebrity feuds. So there you go. Are you satisfied? Yeah. Do you want to move on? <laughs> yeah. All right. Panelists, I ask you, what the hell is this? <laughs> Sebastian. Uh, this is just like the early days of YouTube. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a little night music. <laughs> I wanted to do that. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Just another song about getting pussy. <laughs> <laughs> In the key of B, so it's it's still bussy. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not B flat, right? Yeah. I think it's why cats eat their owners. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Sarah. Well, that one's Clancy, and that one's Jeremy, <laughs> and that one's Carl. <laughs> okay. So this is the <laughs> this is the cat piano in German, the Katzenklavier, which is an instrument that has been reported by various people in history. But the earliest reference to it is by a man named Athanasius Kircher, who was kind of a, a crazy like polymath person in the 17th century in a book called Musurgia Universalis in 1650. And the way it works is the cats are kept in their little compartments there and pressing down on a key drives a hammer onto the cat's tail, which causes it to meow. And so you have to pick cats whose meows are in different pitches so that you can make music with it. Thankfully, though there is no proof that one of these has ever existed, we did eventually get those Christmas albums in the early 90s. <laughs> so, there you go. Got any more cute puns about this? <laughs> Does Sarah McLaughlin know about this? <laughs> All right, thank you guys. We're going to move on to the uh, next image. Panelists, I ask you, what the hell is this? Sweet Christ. <laughs> Is this why you brought us here? <laughs> it's why we're all here, yes, in a grander sense. <laughs> um, when I gave birth to my son, they asked... <laughs> 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 they asked if I wanted to see him crowning in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> This is why I said no thank you. <laughs> like the pictures at Wonderland? <laughs> this is what I mean when I say I'm one of the boys. <laughs> Precious. Another mouth to feed. <laughs> Darcia. I feel like he's that old guy at the bar trying to convince the lesbian couple that they just haven't met the right man yet. 
Yeah, he's that guy who says, I like, I wish my face was down there all the time. I'd never come up for air if I had a choice. Uh, this is like a diagram in a sex ed book for abstinence. <laughs> uh, these new uh, Old Spice commercials are getting ridiculous. <laughs> You know, the result of that abstinence education is a whole generation of boys who can't find their noses. It's really sad. Emphasis, emphasis on the holes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is like what my gay guy friend had to picture when he went down on me just to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the only hole is the bussy. <laughs> This is something that feels the same if you close your eyes, I promise yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, there are clearly at least four more holes right there. <laughs> not fucking an eye. <laughs> well, you then you're not very... Ad- <laughs> Baptist. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Let's see if anyone has anything else to contribute. All right. <laughs> this... This is Estonian rapper Tommy Cash in his music video Win a Lotto, which came out in 2016. <laughs> this is not actually the weirdest part of that video, so go look it up. Give it a watch. It's, it's an interesting experience. All right. Are you guys? Yes. The song slaps, but please be gentle. The song starts out with some slapping. That's true. <laughs> Does does his hair look like that for the whole video? Uh, <laughs> like I need to know. He's wearing a hoodie a lot uh, uh, because so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> One more uh, thing. I think he did this because he didn't really want to admit to all his friends he didn't know where the clit was, so yeah. he just put his face there. <laughs> yeah, right here, right here. That's uh, yeah, the third eye is what <laughs> is what they call it. All right. <laughs> Panelists, are you ready for your last image? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. All right. I ask you, what the hell is this? Sean. Medieval music. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first ever recorded song from ancient Greece. <laughs> I don't see any pussy. <laughs> is this another one of those medieval illuminations you were showing us? <laughs> yeah, it's the G-rated version for when the Pope comes over. Uh, this is just the captions for when I have sex. <laughs> <laughs> I can see starting out with Hong Kong Kong and moving a little to oink oink, but... Uh... I'm a super freak, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and then bang, bang, ug, kerplunk. You're right. It is exactly right. Bang, bang, kerplunk. <laughs> it's not supposed to go kerplunk. <laughs> <laughs> it is if you do it right. <laughs> Darcia. I feel like this is uh, what Charles Schultz uh, drew in his off time when he wasn't like drawing Peanuts characters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy that this is only the second most confusing image we've seen so far. <laughs> Precious. It's old McDonald had a farm. That was so bad. I'm sorry about that. I apologize. Oh, that's okay. All right. So I will tell you guys what this is. So this is a kind of graphic musical notation. So graphic notation is when you write music in ways other than traditional notation systems. Uh, And so in this case, it was developed by a mezzo-soprano and composer named uh, Kathy Berberian, who was very uh, active in the 1960s in avant-garde musical scenes. Uh, This piece is called Stripsity from 1966. And uh, what it is is she does a 
lot of noises inspired by comics and cartoons, and then a cartoonist named Roberto Zamarin drew them to create a score for the piece. So here, for example, is the beginning of the piece, which starts out with her doing a Tarzan yell, and then it moves on to a little growl thing, and then she does a big sneeze. And so it's all drawn out there by the, uh, by the artist. And I know you guys want to hear what this sounds like, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Quentin, can you please play that one clip? There you go. Yeah. No, it's pretty cool. She also released uh, an album of Beatles songs in a Baroque opera style, in case you're looking. I love that it was just exactly what it looks like. Yeah, isn't it a great representation? That's, uh, yeah. All right. That was it for What the Hell is This? Please give your panelists a hand. We're going to move on to the next section of our game, which is another pop quiz. All right, are you guys ready? First question, the category is all-time records. Speaking of the Beatles, it's widely known that the Beatles are the best-selling band of all time, but what is their best-selling song? Precious. Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> and that was a different kind of hit, sorry. <laughs> Sebastian. Uh, Sergeant Pepper's incel subreddit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't talk with your jawline, sorry. It's... <laughs> It's fine. I'm fine. Darcia. Wonderwall. <laughs> um, it was, hey, hey, we're the Beatles. <laughs> it's uh, whatever Dan was singing earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, the Beatles are back, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hold your book. Okay. All right, <laughs> I guess that's it. Uh, their best-selling song is... Uh, yeah, it's She Loves You. She Loves You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> she Loves You. Moving on to the next question. The category is Gaga a Go-Go. How does pop diva Lady Gaga affectionately refer to her fans? Tara. Um, she's really bad at names, so she calls them all Jennifer. Yeah, that's what I do with panelists, actually. I just call them all Tara. You got lucky. <laughs> Sarah. Meat sacks. <laughs> you know, actually, Lady Gaga was in consideration to play Bender in the new Futurama until they hired John DiMaggio back. So it's not that far off. Sebastian. Uh, I actually, I know it, but I don't feel comfortable using the F slur in this <laughs> setting. <laughs> we'll just stick with Bender then. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sean. Uh, Marx. Marx? Yeah. Karl Marx? No, Marx. Marx. Oh, Marx Marx. There you go. Yeah. Scam Marx. Uh, she refers to them as annoying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's, let's right. just remind the audience that Sarah has consumed marijuana before the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I am weed, baby. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, the correct answer is Little Monsters. Little Monsters. Moving on to the next question. The category is, speaking of Marx, her storied girl materialism. 
That one was just for me. <laughs> Question is, what musical icon is known as the material girl? Sean. My grandmother, she sews. Yeah. <laughs> Sebastian. Bob the Builder. Oh, uh, not anymore. Don't you dare dead name him. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, I didn't know. I didn't know. What happened? <laughs> Okay, I need Tara. to find out more about the, what just happened. Um, but I'm going to say um, Kim Kardashian because she's mostly made of silicone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a material, right? Yeah, that is a material, but you can't like become a music icon just by fucking Kanye West. But you can give Pete Davidson herpes. Uh, no, you can't give Pete Davidson herpes. <laughs> he is herpes. <laughs> All right. Anybody else? <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, the correct answer is Madonna. Madonna is the material girl. Because her name starts with an F. Yeah, that's it. That's why. You did it. Because uh, <laughs> oh. she's a dedicated Marxist-Leninist involved in historical materialism. Okay. The next question is, uh, the category is, it ain't easy. Question is, in the hit Broadway musical Wicked, Elphaba, also known as the Wicked Witch of the West, is taunted and teased for having what? Sebastian. The name Elphaba? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sarah. A monkey's lunchbox. They don't even write their own song. Oh, maybe a flying monkey's lunchbox, yeah. <laughs> Precious. Uh, for having such a small part in the movie? Oh. <laughs> Uh, having a lisp? <laughs> okay. What? What? You just Did made she? it. You just made it mean. I don't know. <laughs> she didn't deserve uh, for, that. For being one of those witches who always tells you when they danced naked in the moonlight. <laughs> for having a hat that did not fit with her outfit. Didn't it? I thought that was, it was coordinated. It's a callback to the blowjob machine. Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling back to my own joke that I forgot. <laughs> uh, she was Tara. taunted for having the same voice as Elsa from Frozen. <laughs> Speaking of Elsa from Frozen, let it snow, but don't let it melt, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, so the answer is she was teased for having green skin. Fantasy racism, everyone. That's bad for all of us. All right, next question. The category is mercurial personalities. Music legends Freddie Mercury and Michael Jackson reportedly fell out and never worked together again after Jackson did what during their first joint recording session? Tara. Um, okay, don't make me say it. Yeah. <laughs> it is no, Michael Jackson. It is. <laughs> Sebastian. Uh, after Michael Jackson beat Freddie in a contest of who can talk more effeminately. Aww. And then Mike Tyson came along and just... Wow. Yeah. Sean. You kept calling him Tito. <laughs> like, it just, it just occurred to me that Michael Jackson spent his entire life calling his brother his uncle in, like, Spanish or Tagalog. Yeah. Like, no wonder he turned out the way he did. That's got to fuck you up. Yeah, that was the cause. Yeah, that yeah. was it. That's <laughs> I don't know what else could have happened. <laughs> Tara. Um, I actually know what it is for real. Um, so Michael Jackson wanted to take uh, the lyric from Bohemian Rhapsody, Scaramouche, Scaramouche, and change it to hee hee. 
because uh, Freddie Mercury didn't know Michael Jackson was going, Mama say, I'm going to say it one more time and I'm not going to stop instead of Mama say, Mama stop, Mama stop. Actually, Michael got very angry because Freddie wouldn't stop singing the Weird Al version of every one of Michael's songs. Excellent. Yeah, Sarah. Because uh, Michael Jackson said, oh, hi, Mick Jagger. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Oh, one more. He made him pet his monkey. Oh, yeah. And then he whipped it out and asked him to beat it. All right. (laughs) All right. Uh, So the actual answer is that uh, Michael Jackson brought his pet llama into the recording studio and refused to, to let it leave. Like, he had to keep the llama there. And uh, Freddie Mercury complained to his agent and said, I'm not doing this shit. They should have kept it and then wrote a hit called Llama Number Five. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Mambo Number Five reference by Lou Baga. If you guys know who Lou Baga is, he wrote Mambo Number Five. Uh, When he was leaving, Freddie said, I'll pack my bags. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right, we're going to move on to the next question. The category is digital music. Canadian rock band Finger Eleven has gone by two prior names. What is one of them? Either one. Sean. Finger bang? Yeah. Sebastian. Where do we buy gloves? Yeah. Dosia. Finger 12. <laughs> but that was before the accident. Yeah. Don't play with uh, that Picasso guitar. It's really, it's a killer. <laughs> Yeah, Tara. Bald man, deep voice. <laughs> Toe 11. Oh. <laughs> it was the, made the music more challenging. Toe the wits, rocket 11. I don't know. I couldn't get up with that. <laughs> Sorry. Second penis. <laughs> All right, yes. Uh, it was actually, it's an abbreviated version of I fingered her 11 times and she still hasn't come once. Uh, that's the way it goes. That's the winner. All right, thank you guys. Uh, the actual answer is Drake, according to those texts. Okay, fine. <laughs> the, real answer, the real answer is a Stone Soul Picnic or Rainbow Butt Monkeys. All right, moving on to our... Last question. Category is Jailhouse Rock. Which artist recorded two of their best-selling albums from behind bars? Darcia. Britney Spears, probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Britney. But she's free now. Kinda. <laughs> I'm gonna say Phil Spector. Yeah. Like, <laughs> who knew that the wall of sound was three feet of concrete? <laughs> Sean. Uh, Ricky Martin soon? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Sebastian? Amy Winehouse? Yeah. Different type of bar? Oh, I get it. I get it. She's dead. No, sorry. Oh. <laughs> yes? <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Anyone else, Sarah? It was Jojo Siwa, but was in her playhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Oh, 
Don't say it. It was the cats from the piano oh, picture. Oh, those poor cats. That's how Cats the Musical happened. <laughs> All right. But they're dead. Very good. All right, we're going to end on that one. Thank you, guys. That was the end of this pop quiz section. Give yourselves an audience. Give, the, give them a hand. We're going to move on to the next section of the game, which is called Not Bloody Likely. And Not Bloody Likely, I give our panelists a series of unlikely scenarios, and they give us a little taste of what might happen. All right, here we go. Unlikely scenes in the green room. Hey, guys, do you want to talk about how it's weird when people bring 16-year-old girls back here? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, 15 minutes before the show, and the performers are all here on time. Whoa. Uh, everyone be quiet. I want to listen to my friend's comedy set. Uh, okay, I want all the gummy bears in the colors that the other bands didn't want. No, that payment is too much. You're being too generous with me. I'll pass on the Coke tonight, thanks. Or if it's Michael Jackson, alpaca on the coach tonight. <laughs> oh, sorry, did I? Did I? <laughs> but he's dead. <laughs> but he's dead. <laughs> okay, moving on to our next unlikely scenario: honest national anthems. America, fuck yeah. In the land of the free and the home where half of everybody hates the other half. We're about to go to war. (laughs) Oh, say can you see the cops aren't doing anything as a school shooter is shooting a school. (laughs) We're in Canada and everyone knows the American anthems. (laughs) Yeah, I like how you guys think that that's the only country in the world. (laughs) Uh, you, can, you can make up a tune. I don't know. Okay, okay. Oh, Canada, we know we stole this land. We won't build roads to reservations, but the Pope's coming. Okay, now we will actually. That's great. Oh, Canada, the rest of it's in French. I hope you remember that shit. (laughs) Deutschland, Deutschland, Uber, Alice. We're actually embarrassed of our Nazi heritage. Other countries should maybe do that too instead of saying they're proud boys. There's nothing to be proud about. (laughs) Very good. Ah, Vegemite. Dingo kangaroo. <laughs> that came from our country music. I'm Russian and I'm having a war and I have a small penis and I miss. <laughs> I wish we had a bigger country, but we don't. That's it. <laughs> White men always come here to have sex with us. <laughs> Hello, Governor. It's England. (laughs) All right. All right. Thank you, guys. We're going to move on. The next one 
First drafts of iconic songs. Okay, it's a song, but it's 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 called All You Need Are Gloves. <laughs> <laughs> no glove, no love. Hey Jude, how are you doing, man? <laughs> I don't know when I've been good. How are you? <laughs> Going off that, hey Jude, I know you're beat by your dad. Oh, oh no. My humps, my humps, my humps, my humps. <laughs> that was it. The first draft made it. <laughs> my milkshake is an analogy for my ass. <laughs> is it? Oh, no, it's not. Wait, oh. wait, wait, wait. How many mambos was that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who let the cats out? Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> we need them for the piano. <laughs> <laughs> Who runs the world? Bezos. Who runs the world? Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> Just a small town girl moved to Toronto to start an Etsy business. <laughs> Won't you please join my MLM? <laughs> All right, thank you guys. That's enough of that. We're going to move on. Yeah, give them a hand. We're going to move on to the next one. Movies that will never become musicals. It's the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> they call me red. <laughs> Heat. It's hot. And I'm Apple Chino and Robert De Niro. And we're looking at each other with mean faces. <laughs> <laughs> Anything by Charlie Chaplin? <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King's It, but only the cutout orgy part. <laughs> Anything by Quentin Tarantino, unfortunately. <laughs> I would like to see a Quentin Tarantino Baz Luhrmann collaboration. <laughs> okay? Wait. Oh no. Okay. He's just like me. Can't you see? He's just a boy in pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're going to end on that one. <laughs> Moving on. Unexpected country songs. My wife loves me and I have so much money. <laughs> well, we're actually not racist down here. <laughs> that was a folk song. You're not. <laughs> uh, all you need is three chords and respect for women. <laughs> I added up all my receipts on an Excel spreadsheet and did my taxes. <laughs> I'm going to take my horse to the old town road. <laughs> <laughs> so the breakup was amicable. <laughs> amicable. She didn't key my truck. <laughs> Jolene, Jolene, take this guy from me, please. <laughs> please leave that man. Um, he weren't no good for you. He beat you and... Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm an atheist. <laughs> All my exes were crazy, so I realized I was the problem. <laughs> Daddy's hands. <laughs> oh. 
I just went downtown and got an abortion. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. One more? One more. I voted Hillary. <laughs> Excellent. All right. We're going to move on to our last unlikely scenario. Rhymes so sick, they didn't make it. <laughs> the panel has never looked more white. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Will Smith, and I'm here to say I'm the Prince of Fresh Prince of Bel Air starting today. <laughs> Come on, friend, let's have a slam a jamma. I don't care if you're wearing pajamas. <laughs> my name is Eminem, and I'm angry at my mom, and now I had a daughter, but I'm angry at her mom now, too. <laughs> That's good. Because I'm Slim Shady, yes, I'm the real Shady. Wait, your name is Shady? I guess you must be Shady. <laughs> My name is Snoop Dogg and I like weed. Uh, when I roll in the club, I smoke weed. Everywhere I go, I do weed. Weed. <laughs> Uh, hi, my name is Takashi69, and here's everybody who's ever committed a crime. <laughs> I now have drawings of them on my teeth, yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. That was it for Not Bloody Likely. Please give your panel I like how on an all-white panel we didn't, or almost all-white panel, we didn't end with the country one. <laughs> I am only half-white. I'll have everyone in this room know that. I am quarter Chinese. <laughs> when I said almost, that's what I meant. We have almost one Asian. <laughs> almost, almost a whole one. All right. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the last section of our game, which is called Debate Club. In Debate Club, our panelists go up head to head and debate important issues of the day. So I'm going to introduce you our first pair of debaters debating the proposition Neil Young is sexier than Justin Bieber arguing in favor is Tara Henderson and arguing against is Sean Walton alright so you guys can get up okay Tara, you have one minute. Oh my gosh. Starting now. Okay, so uh, everyone can agree that Neil Young is like super sexy, so much sexier than Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber is cute at best, okay? Neil Young developed this like music software called Pono, um, which is like for like music aficionados to hear sound when it's like um, really sexy and stuff. I don't know that much about, about music. Uh, Justin Bieber invented three Timbit flavors, okay? <laughs> Not sexy at all. Uh, Neil Young, dated the fabulous, gorgeous uh, Daryl Hannah, possibly uh, uh, married, I'm not sure. Um, <clears throat> sexy as fuck. Justin Bieber uh, was with Selena Gomez. Adorable. Very cute. Uh, <laughs> did a voice on Hotel Transylvania. Um, okay, <laughs> do I have time for one last thing? Yeah. Okay, I uh, took an ex excerpt of some lyrics just to give you an idea of how sexy Neil Young is. Um, Ten seconds. Oh, my God. I left... Uh, well, I'll do it in my 30-second thing then. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Tara. <laughs> all right. Arguing against the proposition that Neil Young is sexier than Justin Bieber, we have Sean Walton. Sean, you have one minute starting now. First of all, obviously, I like the Timbits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously a fan of pastry. But obviously, Bieber, he sells out everywhere. All the, the girls go crazy for him. Neil Young looks like he's, he looks like, the, the, like a David Carradine 
knockoff, and <laughs> he's how is he eighty now? I don't even know. <laughs> so it's it's Bieber all the way. It's got to be. If only I had my Bieber pouch. <laughs> right, that's me. Okay, thank you, Sean. Tara, you have 30 seconds to respond, starting now. Okay, just a quick comparison of song lyrics. Uh, Neil Young said, I took from her the love I'd won and turned into the sky. And Justin Bieber said, me plus you, I'm going to tell you one time. Me plus you, one time, I'm going to tell you one time. One time, me plus you, one time. I'm not a mathematician, but that's 10 times. (laughs) Very good. All right. Thank you, Tara. Sean, you have the last word, 30 seconds, starting now. I thought we were talking about music. She's bringing math into this. (laughs) I'm only going to tell you this one time. It's Justin Bieber. One time. It's Justin Bieber. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thank you, Sean. Uh, I will say, for my part, I mean, we've all seen it, right? Yeah. We've seen the Bieber leaks. Well, I'm about the movie. No, no, it's like, no, yeah, like he's got serious white trash dick, which is the best dick. You've seen it? Yeah, there are pictures. Bring sorry, yeah, on the, yeah, put him on the projector. No, we'll do it after the show. All right, sorry. Okay, now you, the audience, get to decide. <laughs> do you agree with Tara Henderson that Neil Young is sexier than Justin Bieber? Or do you agree with Sean Walton that those timbits are pretty good? All right, Tara wins. That's one point for the Super Freaks. All right, your next debate. Debating the proposition Cardi B is overrated. Arguing in favor and against Cardi B is Sebastian Chow. And arguing against and in favor of Cardi B is Darcia Armstrong. This was very confusing. All right, Sebastian, you have one minute starting now. Cardi B is a classist oligarch bootlicker. She claims that she does not dance, but she instead makes money moves. But as we can clearly see from the economy, money only moves into the pockets of the richest 1%. In her famous twerk anthem, Up, she says, (laughs) broke boys don't deserve no pussy. And then says, I know that's right, attempting to validate her own statement through a psyop of falsified public testimony. But she's the only one speaking because Cardi B does not speak for the people. <laughs> she, she does these like so close together, probably to distract her audience from examining the horrific implications of her newly instated policy of trickle-down pussynomics. <laughs> Overrated. All right. Thank you, Sebastian. Darcia, you have one minute starting now. I feel so strongly about this. I wrote something out 10 minutes before I left for the show. Uh, Cardi B went from deli clerk to exotic dancer to reality star to number one bill to number one on the Billboard charts. She set records that outpaced Beyonce, Taylor Swift. She's had one billion streams on Spotify, and she's been named Forbes, one of the most influential people in the world. And if that's not impressive enough, she taught Jennifer Lopez how to pole dance. Okay, Jennifer Lopez, the fly girl. All right. I'm also pretty sure she has the wettest pussy in the world. 
Okay, if she ever turned her attention towards firefighting, the California wildfires would not stand a chance. All right, Cardi B is a lot of things. She's X-rated, complicated, penetrated, motivated. She is not, however, under any circumstances, overrated. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Darcia. Sebastian, you have 30 seconds to respond starting now. Wealth alone is not a virtue. That is a ridiculous thing to suggest that her making a lot of money and success is a result of being quality. That's not true. The market doesn't work like that. It's rigged. And if she has such a wet pussy that she could solve climate crises with them and chooses not to, that only impugns her character even further. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Sebastian. Darcia, you have the last word. 30 seconds starting now. I just want to go back to the pussynomics. <laughs> Mostly because I didn't write anything, but I love how we are debating whether one of the hottest rap stars of, like, you know, this day is overrated, but it boils down to the fact that her pussy isn't available to broke guys. Like, what are you bringing to the table? <laughs> Fuck that. Right? That's it. <laughs> I think we should specify broke guys and saving the endangered species from wildfires. <laughs> but, all right, now you, the audience, get to decide. Do you agree with Sebastian Chow that Cardi B is overrated? Oh. Or <laughs> do you agree with Darcia Armstrong that Cardi B is great? Yeah. All right, <laughs> Darcia wins. That is a point for the Lonely Hearts Club. And moving on to our last debate of the evening, arguing the proposition emo is a valid form of music. (laughs) We have (laughs) arguing in favor, unsurprisingly aspiring emo kid, Sarah Ashby, (laughs) and arguing against... (laughs) Arguing against his precious Chong. All right. Sarah... You have one minute, starting now. Okay, one. Who here has ever been a teenager before? Yeah, Yeah, everyone. Who here has ever felt emotions before? No, oh no, I'm so sorry. (laughs) But here's the thing, okay? Emo music is literally emotional music. The guttural feeling, that actual feeling. The way that you would want to be like projecting into the world when you want to feel that music. Look, real music isn't now. There's no emotion in music now. No when it was 2006 when slut shaming was at its best. That's when we got the raw card, raw materials. Look. You can say that all music is technically emo music if you actually look in depth about it. Is it raw? Is it emotional? Does it convey a message? And also, are you trying to get back at an X? If all those answers are yes, (laughs) it's an emo song. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, Sarah. Okay. First of all, I am con emo music because I had to Google it to make sure I knew what it was. Number one. Number two, I found out it was just the pop music that I listened to in the 2000s when I did my shitty delivery job while going to commercial auditions and smelling like nervous B.O. Number three, I had emotions in the 80s when I was a teenager, but we handled it the old-fashioned way with eating disorders, cigarettes, and mild sexual assaults. Thank you for that shout-out. 
<laughs> Emo music is like goth or punk by way of Pokemon or Powerpuff Girls. I mean, come on. The boys look like they have a capeless hate, capeless hate haircut dyed black. I mean, it looks cute. I'm jealous of them. But there's no teeth to it. I mean, Kurt Cobain, uh, uh, the guy from The Cure, I can't think of his name. What's his name? You're out of time. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Okay, so that I have to say, if you don't think Nirvana is emo music, look back at it, all right? There's some raw stuff in there. Look, we all know that amazing feeling you get when you hear Welcome to the Black Parade playing, and you can just feel your body essentially becoming one of the parade members, <laughs> screaming along with Gerard Way as you walk through the streets being like, Dad, understand me. Guys, emo music is so pivotal to music nowadays, like literally artists like Olivia Rodrigo's and other people would not be able to be there are without it. All right, thank you, Sarah. Precious, you have the last word. Starting I get now. it, I get it. You want to be an emotional teenager, but you're a teenager. Your tits are perky. Enjoy <laughs> them. Be happy. Before, before your back hurts and your dick doesn't work anymore. Enjoy yourself. That's all I have to say. All right, thank you. All right, now you, the audience, get to decide one last time. Do you agree with Sarah Ashby that emo is a valid form of music? <laughs> or do you agree with Precious Chung that their hair is kind of cool, but otherwise, nah. All right, Precious wins. <laughs> That's two points for the Lonely Hearts Club, and now we've come to the end of our game, so you guys get to decide which team you liked overall tonight to take home the prize. Did you like the Super Freaks, Sarah Ashby, Tara Henderson, and Sebastian Chow? Or did you like the Lonely Hearts Club, Precious Sean, Sean Walton, and Darcy Armstrong? I can't, I can't tell the difference. Let's try it again. Do you guys like the Super Freaks? <laughs> Or the Lonely Hearts Club. Oh my God! Yeah! <laughs> All right. That was Darcia's husband. So the Super Freaks win. Congratulations, Super Freaks. Thank you guys. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming out tonight. This is, shut the fuck up, Horn. <laughs> This has been Comedy Game Showdown Musicology. I've been Dan Donnelly. The Super Freaks have been Sarah Ashby, Tara Henderson, and Sebastian Chow. The Lonely Hearts Club have been Precious Chong, Sean Walton, and Darcia Armstrong. Our next episode, right in this room, August 15th at 8 o'clock, Nintendo Power. It's going to be all about video games. You can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash andascotchegg. It's the cheapest way to get tickets to the show if you live in the city. And follow us on social media, andascotchegg, because we're going places, baby. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. That's it. Have a good night and a lovely tomorrow. <laughs>